when I first started training here, um, I, my, my body fat was more than double what it is now. My conditioning is, is significantly improved. Now that my pregnancy is over, I'm a little over five pounds under my pre-pregnancy weight. For people um, uh, who, who don't know what they're doing like me, as long as you show up, you will get results. If you want to work hard and you want to see results, come to the spot. I'm so thankful for our partnership with the Spot Athletics in Columbus, Ohio. Our offices and our studios are here, and because of our partnership, I get to offer you 10% off of any of their sport and life programs. That goes for athletes, that goes for adults, 10%. All you have to do is go to the spotathletics.com backslash get started and enter code unscripted10 in the comments. That's all you got to do. The spotathletics.com backslash get started, enter unscripted10 in the comments. And they'll get you started today. When I think about you. When I think about you. I can't thank you enough for your mercy and love. When I think about you. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. We're Tori and Shana. And you're listening to our song called When I Think About You. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. But for now, let's listen in to your host and our friend, Aaron Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Unscripted Studios at the Spot Athletics. I'm really excited. This is so cool. I didn't even realize how cool this was until this morning when I started listening and researching. Kate, can you introduce yourself and we'll just go from there? Yeah, definitely. Well, my name is Kate Stanford. Um, I'm a Christian singer-songwriter. I'm a student right now as well. I have one semester left at the University of Texas. And after graduation, I plan to take my career and do it full time. So I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for being here. And I was doing some research this morning. It's pretty incredible what you're doing all at the same time. It really is amazing. So you touched on it. So you're from Baton Rouge, right? Louisiana? Mm-hmm. Baton yeah. Rouge? Is that I how, am. Am I, did I say it right? How do, how do you say it? Is it Baton Rouge? You know, it really what? just depends. I say Baton Rouge, but I really like have heard it in multiple ways. But I'd say it locally, people will say Baton Rouge. All right. Well, I have a friend who is the most amazing cook. So mm-hmm. is it Atafe? How do you, how do I? Oh, Etouffee. Etouffee. Is it? That's amazing. It really is. Oh, no, it's good. Croft, did you eat the crawfish Etouffee? No. I think he made like a sausage Etouffee. I call it Etouffee. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, he lived here in Columbus. <laughs> And, and, uh, he was so good at it. He bought a big old bowl and like a, a boat oar because he would make it that big for everybody. It was oh, wow. Really, yeah. It was really. Have so, you ever had, um, have you ever had jambalaya? He made that too. And he, yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's a good thing mm-hmm. I don't live in. <laughs> oh no, it's dangerous. When I come home and my grandma makes all this, I'm like, I got to watch myself. Like it's so delicious. And she makes so much of it. And I'm like, I got to chill. Like, so I'm right there with you. Do they have it in Texas too? 
Can you get can you get some home no. cooking in Texas? No, no. So no. you're looking at Tex Mex and things like that in Texas, right? Oh no. In Austin, in Austin, Mexican food is like delicious. Like Tex Mex A1, like so good. Um, but I would say the southern Louisiana cooking, there's one near my apartment in Austin. And my friends and I we were like, oh, like, should we go try it out? And I was like, no, we're not gonna no. try this out. Like, I'm sure yeah. it's good. I'm sure it's good. But y'all are going to come home with me in Baton Rouge, and then we're going to have some real Cajun food. So when Popeye's says it's Louisiana fast, it ain't Louisiana fast, is it? It's not the same. Well, you know, Popeye's did originate in Louisiana. The first one, um, I think, was in Lafayette, Louisiana, and it was originally a buffet. So that that's the only Popeye's buffet that's left is in, like, where I was born, Lafayette. So, you know, Popeye's, like... I'm okay so, with Popeyes. Like we're okay with that. So, well, they make my second favorite chicken sandwich ever. We didn't get on to talk food. <laughs> Thanks for taking us <laughs> down that road. <laughs> Thank you for walking through that with us. Welcome to Unscripted. Um, anyway, you are a student at the University of Texas. You are putting out EPs and you've put out singles. Uh, why don't you just tell your story? What, like, so let's start at the beginning because I do want to talk about the Christmas uh, EP and I have loved it all morning long. I've had it on repeat. Can you just talk about, let's just start at the beginning. Tell your story. Well, basically, I like to say this. It all started when I was about six years old and I asked my mom, I was like, I want to do the school talent show. And she was like, I mean, okay, like that might be a little scary getting up on stage when you're like, yay big, but go ahead. And I got up there and I sang Hannah Montana, Best of Both Worlds. Literally loved Hannah Montana. Um, I remember thinking, even though I was really young, I was like, oh, that's really fun. Like, I want to keep doing this. So then, you know, after that, I went into classical training and I was a uh, classically trained musician, or I still am. Um, and I competed in classical music for all of my middle school and my high school experience. Um but I also did contemporary as well. But I would say that my main focus was definitely for classical, which is really interesting because I rarely really do classical anymore. Um, but I got the opportunity at 17 to have to be featured in uh, a movie soundtrack. So that was Palau the movie soundtrack. And I actually got that opportunity when I was singing at a cousin's friend's wedding and someone wow. had recorded me singing and they were like they sent it to their friend who was in the movie industry and they were like this girl's really good and you know how it came to fruition the details i you know i don't really know but they're basically like would you want to produce music for this christian movie and i was like yes but like do i trust you like i'm not sure so I, you know mm -hmm. let's just say you know i was a i was a minor too back then and my parents and i were like okay like we're a little skeptical but like if it's legit let's do it Sure enough, it was legit. And that's how I uh, met my now consultant manager. And I produced one song, my first song, I'm a Believer, to be put in Palau the movie's um, soundtrack. And that was incredible. At such a young age, I got that wow. opportunity. And I think that was just like divine intervention. And then moving forward, we were like, let's just do a whole EP. And that's how my first EP, Bloom, came about. And I produced that. And you know, I did have the decision where I was like, he was, my consultant was talking to me and he was like, you know, like you could go to college, you couldn't go to college and you could do this full time. And 
I think for me, my education is so important. And I had the opportunity to go to an amazing school like UT. And I was like, you know, like, I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. Like, I'm going to do both. And that's really what I've been doing for the past four years is, you know, getting my degree while doing this. And um, I wouldn't have it in any other way. I, I don't have any regret, regrets um, doing college and this at the same time, because quite frankly, I'm like really happy with all the progress I've made in the past four years. And I can't wait to see how um, my career will grow after college when I can do this full time. It's incredible. You have two opportunities moving forward. And, you know, it's almost like you've said, okay, God, uh, here's the thing. I'll have two doors in front of me <laughs> instead of just one. I want to be this when I grow up. And now you have two and you've worked equally hard in both. What's your degree so in, at Texas? My, de my degree is basically called human dimensions of organizations. It's not really, um, like the major is not at a lot of different schools. I think that UT and Vanderbilt are the only ones that have them. So if you haven't heard of it, that's why. Um, but basically it's kind of a business consulting degree. And for our final project, we basically partnered with a local Austin business and we basically created a recommendation report on how to repair kind of the holes in their business. So that's kind of the gist of my degree. Um, but that I was thinking about law school for the longest time. And I plan to revisit it after a few years of doing music full time. And I'm, you know, law school will always be there when I'm 40, 50 years old. But um, a full time career in music, let's just say only arises when you're kind of 21 and fresh. So <laughs> absolutely. You mentioned Vanderbilt. Now that's in Nashville. Um, was there ever a thought in your mind to go to Nashville and go to Vanderbilt versus Texas? Well, funny story. I actually, I originally went into school to study classical music, so vocal performance. And I actually auditioned at Vanderbilt. Um, but I financially, Texas was a really great option and it was closer to my family. Yeah. Um, Vanderbilt would have been a great option, but I just think at the time the Cons kind of outweighed the pros for Vanderbilt. I wonder if you would have been in Nashville, how much more the pull would have been based on the music side of everything you're doing to maybe step out of school and really go. Cause that's just Nashville, right? That's, that's the home of dreams for music. I wonder if it would right. have maybe pulled you away. So it's interesting that God had you at Texas because you could probably still exactly. do Exactly. That's a really good point because you're right. I think that is the culture in Nashville. And I probably would have been really tempted to just be like, Oh, well, buy school and then just done yeah. it full time. Yeah, I've really actually never thought about that. That's a great point. <laughs> I can create music, but so <laughs> for our audience, you mentioned classical. Is classical, um, when I think classical, I think that you're singing in Les Mis and Phantom of the Opera. Is, is that class? Can you help us understand the distinction of classical versus what you're doing now? So I guess it's a hard question. <laughs> so I guess Sorry. for classical, it's more of like, like it's opera and it's also more yeah. of just like an older style of singing. And um, I guess you can, yeah, I mean, Les Mis would kind of be more classical. And um, I guess to give the audience like tangible examples in my um, Christmas EP, King of Angels, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, that song, I used more of my classical training and then all the other songs. So like, um, oh, come all you faithful, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. 
that's like a contemporary style. What made you lean towards contemporary now more than classical? Well, you know, I think that um, as an artist, having that foundation of being classically trained is such an asset because um, I just can understand the inner workings of music. And like, I'm really thankful for that education that I received at a young age. And I can understand how to take care of my voice and the different techniques that I need to use. Um, and I think that was really beneficial. Um, but I think, unfortunately, the classical music genre is kind of just dwindling out, unfortunately, Sorry. especially in the United States. It, it's, it's alive and well in Europe, I would say, and other places like that. Um, I know a lot of classical singers I know have to move overseas to Russia, to Europe, you know, all of that. Um, but I also, I think that Christian music as a whole really drew me in because number one, there's nothing more important to me in my life than my relationship with God. And number two, I think that you can develop a ministry with Christian music and really make it impactful on people. Whereas for classical, you're kind of just, you know, doing operas and that sort of thing. And it's like, that's a gorgeous, that's an art form in of itself. But are you really helping people? I don't know, up for, up for discussion. I have to think the classical training um, really was a great foundation for wherever you go with your voice. Is that true to say? Is that fair? Like you said, oh, uh, understanding how to take care of your voice and all those things. Because I think some people just jump into whatever it may be, singing wherever it may be, but they don't have that training. That has to be very fundamental for you moving forward. Oh, definitely. And I think that it gives me a lot of versatility with different things I want to do for my voice. So like, yeah, like I can do traditional songs like Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I can do like other things. You know, I can make my voice breathy. I can make I can belt like all those different things. And I think most importantly, like I said earlier, is like taking care of myself. So making sure I don't damage anything in my voice is like really important, especially as a singer, because I think, you know, in the media, you hear a lot of people like, oh, blah, 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 has nodes, oh, blah, blah. And like, I'm going to do everything in my power to kind of like prevent that. So who's your favorite artist? Who would you say that you've patterned your vocal path after? Who's your favorite artist? Okay. Let me think about this. So there's, I, I admire a lot of people for different reasons. So I'll right. give you the Christian artists that I really admire. I love Kane, the band. Because, like I like I know them personally, and they're like really nice and really down to earth, and I, I love that about people because I think that with fame there comes kind of this opportunity to maybe like have this like I don't know like different mindset towards meeting new people, but they were just like so nice and so accepting when I met them a few years back, and I've watched them in concert, and their stage presence is like amazing and i think that their outfits are amazing and the way that they interact with their fans is really admirable so i admire them for those reasons also love their music um <laughs> i'm trying to think of other christian artists i really like riley clemens she's super cool and her music and her vocals are like perfect <laughs> um i think what else and then i'd say for not christian for secular artists i don't really think i sound like her but I love Fleetwood Mac and in particular Stevie wow. Nicks' voice. Wow. She is like so cool. And again, she's a really like 
nice person and like she I look on her social media that she actively like supports other artists in the industry she like she advocates for the things that she believes in so I really love her as well and it's funny because I was talking to um Cindy Morgan who produced my Christmas EP and she was like I don't know on some of these vocals you have like a little bit of that rasp going on and I was like yeah yeah be for real be for real I don't think I have rasp but like thank you there's that distinct voice. I mean, you know, when you hear Celine Dion, Adele, Britney Spears, uh, Christina Aguilera, I'm just pulling names out of my Beyonce, whoever it might be. When you hear their voice, you know their voice. That's what makes them yeah. very distinct. And I, I think you have a very unique voice as well as I was listening. And I do promise we're going to talk about the Christmas album. And I know we're oh, thanks. all over the place. <laughs> Welcome to Unscripted. I'm just interested in the groundwork because I want people to know you. Uh, I do want to ask you about Christmas albums and entering a very saturated space. So remind me to do that if I forget, but thank you for taking some time just for us to get to know you. When I listen to an artist, I like to know the artist, not just the music. And so thanks for taking us behind the music a little bit. Would you say when I think classical and then also that transformation, I think Celine Dion, do you think that's it? Is that her voice kind of transcends both? Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. My mom and I were just talking about Celine Dion this morning and my mom was like, yeah, you can't get any better than her. And I was like, fair enough. She's amazing. So I, yeah, that's a good statement to say. I would say so. She's definitely, I mean, she's probably has far more training than me. And I guarantee you, she probably has the background in classical for sure. It really feels like that. Suffering some health stuff right now. I know. I saw her on the news and I was like, crazy. And it's like, She's such an amazing artist, and I'm sure yeah. she's touched so many lives. And I'm like, why her? Why her? Yeah. But, you know, one of those things, so. Well, I'd love to see your music in memes, like Celine Dion's. Is. <laughs> and on TikTok. Maybe you'll go, maybe you'll go TikTok viral. <laughs> I would know. That's not a good goal to have. Because I always joke, like, you know you made it when TikTok puts this, like, sped up version of your song and you sound like a chipmunk that's what i want there you go we're going to speak it into existence kate we're going to speak it into existence you are going to be tiktok famous all right we're speaking perfect that that's exactly what i need (laughs) hey everyone my name is cammy prannell and i'm the executive director for my unscripted we hope you are enjoying today's interview my unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice passion and follow their dreams our team can help create websites apps YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahomi of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. Thank you for taking all that time. Let's talk about your album. Let's talk about your Christmas album. <laughs> the Christmas album is King of Angels. Let me ask you, what drew you to, like I said, the Christmas album, you got Mariah, she's the queen. You got all your staples last Christmas. Yeah. I think I just saw like the top five the other day. Why enter that saturated market with this as a new artist? Why not? What's the worst <laughs> that could happen? Absolutely. You know, and I think that sometimes as like with new artists, you're kind of, you get discouraged because you're like, oh, well, no one knows me. 
But guess what? Everyone had to start from somewhere. And I was like, I love Christmas music. Like, why not put my own twist on it? So I think that that's kind of my philosophy, whether that's good or bad going into things is why not? What's the worst that can happen? Sure. Um, people are either going to love it or they're not. And, you know, that's OK. The most important thing is, is that you love it because right. you're the artist and you're putting out your product. Um, but, yeah, I was just really excited to kind of go into that season because I, I love the holiday season. I love Christmas. I love Christmas music. I think it makes things more joyful and um, just special for people. and. I definitely going into making the album, I had my favorite songs in mind that I kind of wanted to remake and put my own twist on. Um, so I think that just like the excitement in of itself of the possibility of this was driving me being like, oh, yeah, like I need to do this. So it's so cool. And it's really good. It really is good. I really enjoy it. Thank you. Um, I'll have it on rotation as well, all the way up to Christmas because it's my favorite season, too. Except we get snow here. You probably don't get snow in Texas or Louisiana, do you? No, there's no, no. snow. I, unfortunately, when I wake up in Baton Rouge for Christmas, sometimes it's 85 degrees. Yeah. Sorry. Merry Christmas. I don't mean to laugh. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us when did you start recording a Christmas EP in time for Christmas? So it was actually released in, um, I believe, October, it was October 31st or November 1st of last year. So this this year, the great thing about Christmas music is that every year when Recycles. Christmas rolls around, it's always, re it's always relevant, right? right so, right. you know, I think that last year we might have been a little bit late in the game for when I was releasing it just because, again, I had another issue arise where it's like, I'm in school. Like, when do I fly from Austin, Nashville to get this done? So I think I was a little bit late just because I had other commitments, quite frankly. Um, but I had the great opportunity this year to where, you know, another year rolls around, which means another year to kind of promote it and to get it out there. And I think that this year, especially in comparison to last year, I got a lot of really great traction, and I'm really thankful for that. You recorded in Nashville, is that right? I did, yeah. So what are those weekends? Because you're a student. Speaking of TikTok, people do a day in the life of, and they walk through everything. What's a, a week, a random week recording a Christmas EP for a student at University of Texas? Okay. Well, number one, I would say the emotion <laughs> that is associated with that is stress because I'm stressed mm. out. I'm just being real here. And yeah. what I do is for the past two years, I've scheduled my classes to where I only have classes Monday through Thursday. So that way, Thursday night, I can just leave and go to the airport. So I would say Monday through Thursday consists of me practicing, um, like looking through all my notes and my music and what I want to cover in the studio. And also me literally just studying, like literally just getting all of the work out of the way before I have to go to Nashville. Because as much as I say like, oh, I'm going to get this done, I'm going to get this done on the plane. On no. the plane? No, I'm not going to get anything it's done on the plane. You know what Sorry. I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be putting in these earbuds and taking a little nap on my neck pillow. That's what I'm going to be doing. I have to get out of the way before I go. Right. So I get all of that done. And then I'd say I, I go to the airport on Thursday night, like 5 p.m., fly in. I stay at my manager's house. He has kind of this like mother-in-law suite, I guess you could say, that he rents out as like an Airbnb. So I stay in his like Airbnb. He, he drives me to the studio. Um, and then we literally knock it out and sometimes like maybe what, 
six hours and then we're done. And then normally the next day we take that day to do like content and do like kind of like some sort of like content shoot, photo shoot um, to promote it in the future. And that's kind of how we knock it out in the weekend. So was it consecutive weekends or do you have a few weeks in between each each session? I would say I have a few weeks. Um, oh, you mean like with the recording? Yeah, while you were recording. So was that every single weekend or was that, did you have some time in between those? So I I do all of my, for that album in particular, um, I recorded like all of that in the span of like six or seven hours. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so they had but the, for, the tracks or the band or, how, so are there, was there a live band there? Is there tracks there? How does that work? Oh, oh, oh. So I just did my vocals for about those six hours, right? And then I think I flew up about like two weekends later to go and meet with the band who was playing with it and just kind of overseeing that. I also had kind of like a little choir in the background of some of my songs. And those were just a few students from Belmont. And they came up and um, sang some background vocals. So for my part, I took like that day to do it. And then I waited a few weeks and had them do their part which was really cool to see them in action sorry i'm trying to put this together on the fly did you sing acapella then since you met with the band after yeah so basically the tracks were all just um they were kind of just like more skeleton tracks so we already had that all done so i was singing with skeleton tracks but we had more of the like um like frilly kind of instrumental stuff later so it so was pretty easy for post. me to like know where I was, but it wasn't like definitely the um, finished product. I guess you would say that I was singing too. Yeah. It's the post-production just like any podcast when you add all the other stuff yeah. in afterwards. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So let's talk about the EP it's out and how many songs total? So I have four songs on the EP and the first one is Heart the Herald Angels Sing and Fun story about that one is that that one was actually released two Christmases ago, and I first released it as a single, and I also had it released as a duet with my friend James Barian, and that was amazing because that duet of Hark the Herald was featured on a Thriller Pope Christmas album, and that was done by Steve Wingfield and Greg Lucid, um, and like that was an amazing experience to have kind of this other project going on and then um the single was kind of just more included into the new um christmas ep so that was the first ever christmas song that i did and that was a really cool um opportunity and then for the other three songs i have um o come all you faithful o come o come emmanuel and joy to the world and those were done last year which one's your favorite of the four? Oh. See, it's weird because it it's changes like picking your favorite year. child. It's really it's not a fair question. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. But I would <laughs> say last year, last year, Okami Okami Manuel was my favorite. Cause I just like I couldn't get it out of my head and like I really just enjoyed the way that it <laughs> came out. But this year, I Joy to the World. I think Joy to the World, like I've been having a lot of fun singing it on my tour. And I think that it really like does well with the crowd in like live performance situation. So this year, Joy to the World, definitely. So you mentioned tour. What's tell us about the tour? So as actually like 
I'm in the middle of the tour right now, but I have a few days where I'm, I'm not traveling right now. But I'm on tour. It's called the Marion Bright Tour, and it's with Denver and the Mile High Orchestra. I'm technically like an opener act for them, but he's so nice that he'll play all of my songs. So I'm not even singing on tracks. He's he, his his band is playing for me, which is like such a blessing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and my show, my songs are intermixed in his songs, and I'm singing a few songs with him. So it, I don't really feel like an opener. I feel like I'm part of the show. Just because yeah. Denver's such a cool guy and so generous. Um, so we're having a lot of fun. I recently sang in Kane, Pennsylvania and in Past Christian, Mississippi. So that's why I'm home because Past Christian wow. is about an hour away from Baton Rouge. So luckily I just went home, drove an hour, came back, which is not typical of a lot of these shows. Um, so that was really fun. And my next shows are in Kane, Pennsylvania. Greenwood, Delaware, and then Greenwood, Delaware again, North Carolina and South Carolina. So, I mean, this might be a long shot, but if anyone listening lives in any of those areas, come tell me hi. I'd love to meet you. I was going to say, are you, have you ever had plans to be in Ohio? I've been in Ohio multiple times. Is that right? What for? Yes. Oh my gosh. Was it Columbus? I think it was in Columbus, Ohio. That's where we are. So if you're in Columbus, Ohio, you got to give us a shout out. I'd love to oh, come definitely. and support you at a show and meet you in person. That'd be great. I would love that. Yeah, I was in Columbus, Ohio, I think in like 2019. I sang at Baptist Church. It's probably I, a couple. Of- honestly, after this is over, no, I'm sure there's plenty of Baptist Church. After this is over, I'll send you an email. I'm going to figure out where I was. And I'm going to let you know, because I bet you you'll probably know. So I bet. That would be so cool. I love when artists come through Columbus and I get a chance to meet them in person, in real life. IRL, right? Isn't that how you all say it? Yeah. Sorry. We're almost, I promise. I'm going to get you off the hot seat in a second. Did you, uh, are you in Christmas break now from Texas? No. No, I'm not. So you're you're touring and in classes and you just, I'm sorry to interrupt you. So you're doing exams. I have, I have kids in college now too. So I understand your schedule. You're doing exams and doing a tour at the same time. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Wouldn't recommend it. Wouldn't at all. It's kind of stressful, but yeah, I actually have a, like, I don't even know what you call it. Like an asynchronous class that I took this semester and there, the exam is due tonight. But it, luckily, it's not like proctored or anything. So after after I do my interviews today, I'm going to get off and take that exam. Lots of fun. So I'm, I'm so excited for it. Looking forward yeah. to it. And then um, I have to fly yeah. back to Austin tomorrow. I'm flying out of New Orleans at like 5 a.m. So my mom is so excited to take me to the airport. And, that's <laughs> and I'm flying in and I'm taking my last exam on Monday and then leaving on Wednesday to go to Pennsylvania with my dad. What? Luckily, we're going to Niagara Falls. Oh, very cool. Because it's like 20 minutes away from my venue. So that'll be fun. Have you been to Niagara Falls? Never. I'm so excited. It's very cool. I'm going to ask you, this is a question you'll understand when you get there. Are you going to the U.S. side or the Canada side? I'm going to the U.S. side, but my dad told me he was like, bring your passport and we'll go to Niagara Falls. So Yeah, so local tip. Go to the Canada side. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. I said the quiet part out loud. Go to the Canada side. 
<laughs> I, from what I've heard, they've built up the U.S. side, but the Canada side's better. Oh. There's just a lot of more touristy stuff. So anyway, regardless, you okay. will love Niagara Falls. So very cool. That's awesome. Okay. You have yeah. a lot on your plate. You have a test to take tonight, so I don't want to take too much of your time because I have a feeling okay. we could talk all day. This is a lot of fun. Have- <laughs> it really is. So we'll have to do this again. In the meantime, you have a test to take tonight. So let's talk about the album one more time. The tour, the album, or the EP is available everywhere, right? Spotify, Apple, I'll have the links in this post. It's available everywhere and go get it now because it's almost Christmas, right? We only got a couple weeks left. I know. Got to get in the spirit. So. And outside of that, you have other albums as well and songs, right? I do. Yeah. I have my first EP that I talked about, Bloom, and that is some of my, you know, songs I did when I was younger. They have a special place in my heart, but I would say probably my two favorite singles that I've done are Mirror and Change. So definitely go check those out because those are like my babies. Those are my favorites. So, yeah. Did you write those? I did. You did. So, yeah, they are very personal then. It's not just like you mm-hmm. sang somebody else's song. That's awesome. That's awesome. I don't know how you're finding time to do it all. And I'm honestly blown away that you're finding time to do everything that you're doing. It's pretty amazing. Really, it is. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. So Spotify, Apple, you have a website? What's your website? I do. It's katestampthemusic.com. So pretty easy. All of my stuff is linked to there. My socials, my music, my tour dates. You want to get tickets, you can go to there too. So, All right. So if you've heard this, go support Kate. Uh, You can support her either way at any of the music places. You can go to her website. And she's going to come to Ohio sometime. We'll connect there. She's going to go to the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. If you're up in Niagara Falls, stop by. And... Yeah. Honestly, yeah. And when's your graduation date, Kate? What is it? It's in May of 2023. So coming up pretty May of soon. It is coming up pretty soon. And I'll tell you this, if nothing else, I might contact you to take a look at our business with your degree <laughs> to, uh, to help us. Uh, help our business figure out how to do this thing. So uh, that's exciting as well. So I don't want to minimize you are, you're going to get an exceptional degree from an exceptional university. You have an exceptional voice. Oh, absolutely. This has been a lot of fun and you always have a a platform here if you ever want it. Thanks for taking our time today and for uh, taking time out of your schedule, incredibly busy schedule. And I wish you the best of luck and Merry Christmas. Thank you for making the album. Well, thank you so much for having me. And it was, it was so much fun. It was such a pleasure to be here. (laughs) Good. Well, that's what we try to do. So Merry Christmas to you. And thanks again for being there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Be sure to like, share, and follow on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out our song, When I Think About You on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. We'll We'll see see you next time time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.